You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Message. Remember as kids when we would take like our little rabbit Petey to like third grade? Come on. You're like, oh my gosh, this is my pet rabbit Petey. You know what I mean? You have like a show and tell message. Jesus said, if we don't do the works of God, don't believe the words that I tell you. We have a lot of church world who talks a big game, but when do we get a chance to experience him? That's what I love about your pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. Come on. The best there is. I tune in and listen to Pastor Jurgen, then I turn in and listen to Pastor Leanne. Sometimes she's better than him. And then he comes out with these things on leadership, and you're like, holy schmoly, I'm going to have to learn how to speak that a whole different way so I look really, really good next time I talk about it. And man, I'm so grateful for their input. And I'm grateful for a culture where everyone can succeed. Um, this makes you guys so different. Your similarity creates comfort. You've heard me teach about, but it's your difference that creates your rewards. If you ever discover your difference, you recognize what other people need from you. That will always pay you, reward you, and honor you your entire life. Most people, they follow other people. Therefore, they live unrewarded for the difference they contain. They'll go to a graveyard and they'll bury it with their wealth. What makes you guys different is there's an environment here that's an empowerment, not watch me, but let's help people rise up and do big things in business, take back marketplace, take back stuff, come on. And I really, really appreciate it. Before I get going real quick, my awesome best friend, my lover, come on, you're here tonight, Katrina, stand up. Show them what you're working with. That's fun. Come on. It's her birthday in two. Oh, I should have seen to you tonight. Never it's in two weeks. We got to go to Miami tomorrow. So you think about it. My little girl's here. Kira, stand up on the chair. Be a radical. Stand up on the chair. She's embarrassed. I'm going to get in trouble for that when I go home. Man, so we got a, I got, how much time do I got? I got 22 minutes and I'm supposed to speak and pray for people. Man, do you believe in miracles? Real quickly, there's an incredible pastor here, Pastor Phil Valdez and Val. Where are you guys? Stand up. You just wrote an amazing book. You ought to go get it. The Power of Thank You. It's online. You got to go get it. The Power of Thank You. Dr. Maiden, a bunch of great people are all behind it. It's a powerful. Pastor Jurgen's behind the book. You'll really, really like it. Uh, you're here tonight because consciously or unconsciously, you want to take your life to the next level. There must be a belief inside you you lived your best day yet. Come on. How many feel like you're still more to life than maybe what you're living, huh? Come on. Your potential did not come with a retirement plan. That's a little tweetable moment. Come on, slap the person next to you. Say he's talking about you. That's the goods, the unused success, the dormant ability, what you can do that you haven't done, how far you can go that you haven't gone, what you can contribute that you haven't contributed, all that you can become that has yet to take shape and form. I got good news for you. God is not auditioning other people for your role. That would be worth your gas money if you just own that one right there. 
God is not, he's not auditioning other people for your role. You're made in his image, wonderfully made. You weren't put on this planet to barely make it. Come on. To barely survive COVID. Come on. To be scared of everybody. Come on. You weren't put on this planet just to go through. No, no, no. God designed a relationship to produce fruitfulness in you and rulership where you dominated things rather than them dominating you. From the beginning, God said it was good. Come on. What happened in the middle? Come on, we start adopting beliefs about ourselves. Well, we couldn't, we can't, I'm not that kind of a person. Come on. We start coming up with all kinds of limiting stories that hinders the story that God has. The good news is there's power to change your story any moment. Because I've realized not everyone likes the story they currently have. Sometimes we live blinded by what's behind us. Come on. Where we live in a therapy culture that says we are our past. What a life on the pit of hell. You might be a product of your past, but thank God you don't got to live as a prisoner of it. The Bible says there's power in his blood. I'm just going to freestyle, then I don't got a lot of time to speak a whole mess. There's power in his blood to free you from your past and give you a new beginning. Come on. In fact, the only hold the enemy has on you is who you used to be. Let me say that again. The only hold the enemy ever has on your life is who you used to be. He always references who you are without God because he knows if you ever see yourself in God, all things become possible. Other people have become blinded to what they're capable of by who's around them. Come on. I think Nipsey Hussle said if you look around your click, come on, and you don't get inspired, come on, you don't got a click, you got a cage. You're like, did the preacher just talk about Nipsey Hussle, the rapper? He did. I don't know all the Hill songs. Come on, somebody. I like culture. You take a shark, you put it in a little fish tank, it'll grow eight inches. You put it in the ocean, it'll grow 10 feet. Your circle determines what you become. Make sure the people closest to you are deepening, ripening you. They make you more hungry for God. They have habits that you want to incur in your life. Come on, somebody. Make sure you get a part of a church culture that doesn't fondle you, but they forward you. Ooh, that's just, I'm just, we're just dropping nuggets for a minute. Come on, this is good. Why? Because if I took you to Mark chapter 10, where I was going to go tonight, a guy by the name of Bartimaeus, he started out with sight, and he became blind because he lived with blind people. Most people don't see that in the scriptures, because at the end, in Mark chapter 10, verse 52, he says, Jesus, I want to regain my sight. There was a time he had vision, but he lost it because he was raised by a blind father. If you're not careful, you hang out with blind people, it'll make you a see your well blind, see yourself blind. Blind spots. Come on, somebody. You could get a blind. Helen Keller said, what's worse than being born blind? Having sight with no vision. I could ask you for a minute, where have you lost your vision? Come on. Where did you put it? Maybe spiritually, life's all about doing it your own Frank Sinatra way. Come on. I'm going to do it my own way. Why? You're made by God and for God. Apart from that, life don't make sense. Maybe you became blind physically. You let your body go. Come on. You vandalize the temple that God lives in, and you're the only temple that can carry out destiny. Your body's not Amazon Prime. It ain't going to show up in 48 hours. At some point, you got to get a vision for what you're capable of right, back so in your body. Camera two's 
That don't sound like it's so spiritual. Come on, you're going to need your hands. You're going to need your body to carry out your destiny on this planet. That's why God likes healing people, because his power hits the potential so you can carry out destiny. Other people became blind relationally in here. Come on. Where it's all about sorting conflict rather than creation. You've lost sight of the loving person you were meant to be. Come on. You lost sight of your own value. Now you give discounts to everybody else that's around you. See, the challenge is if you misdiagnose yourself, you mistreat yourself. That's really, really good right there. Why? Because everybody wants to label you and tag you and tag you after experiences in your past where they say your history is your destiny. What a lie from the pit of hell. Your destiny is not your history. Your psychology is. That's why the scripture says, be ye transformed. Slap the person next to you. Say, be transformed. By the watch, all eyes on me, like Tupac said. Come on. Watch. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can prove something different out in your experience. Your life today is the result of your thinking yesterday. But your life tomorrow is the result of what you think today. Your breakthrough does not evolve out of your circumstance and out of your pain. The enemy wants to make you a slave of pain. Where your issue becomes your identity. Every breakthrough that happens, God starts the revelation inside of your mentality. Not in your condition. Well, God, if you'll fix this, then. If you'll fix this, then. Come on, somebody. And so we blame God silently for why we're not further along. Or we love as Christians to blame the devil. Usually it's not why we're not further along. It's because of our own hand. We got a slack hand, therefore we live poor. This guy Bartimaeus, he grew up with blind people. He got a coat. He got diagnosed. You're blind. His condition conditioned him. Where he didn't live off of a warfare spirit anymore, he lived off a welfare spirit. If you're not careful, your pity will talk you into welfare, where you want to live off handouts from everybody else. At some point, you got to decline the invitation that you're not going to attend another pity party in your life. Because you can't, as a woman I was around, say, I was around a woman who had a, uh, who's a powerful woman, Joyce Meyer. She said, you can't be pitiful and powerful. You got to decide which one you're going to be. God has an intention, but for it to become inception, it's got to be owned and decided upon by you. If you feel the need to complain and, you know, have a little pity party, schedule it. Saturday, 10 a.m., you get 30 minutes to complain all you want. Then shut your pie hole. Why? Because the devil can't destroy and curse you if you're bought with the blood. He's got to depend on you to curse your own life. He doesn't know your thoughts. He's just reacting to your words. If you don't got something powerful to say, positive to say, purposeful to say, shut your mouth. There's a reason why God told the children of Israel, when you're walking around Jericho, shut it up. God had to shut up John so that Ze- or Zechariah so that they could give birth to John because Zechariah was going to talk his way out of a blessing. He had to shut the children of Israel because they loved to complain. I don't like it. I don't want to sweat. It's too hard. I don't want to love first. I want somebody else to do it for me. Come on. I want someone just to pray it out of me rather than renew my mind so I can cast it out myself. 
I'm being a little rambunctious. Come on. Plus, if we cast the devil out of you, we can't cast the devil out you love to play with. Some of y'all sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> Some of you put your comfort so far of your calling that comforts your idol. You don't worship the Lord, you worship your comfort. Because every time he comes to you to break you out, you revert back to a less threatening time where it's easy. Because if there's any effort required, you think God's not in it. But that's a lie. 564 times in the scripture, God says, let me see you work, 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 work. Slap the person next to you say, that pink guy's on. Come on. He's feeling salmon up there. Come on, watch. Proverbs, you got to get this in you. If you got a slack hand, you become poe. If you work your land, you can have an abundance. My friend Miles Monroe, he's in heaven. He wrote 72 books. We used to speak all over the world together. He said, a miracle Rex is not a miracle to God. It's a process that you worked that God sped up because you worked the process. Well, a lot of times we say, oh, Lord, I'm waiting on you. He's like, I'm waiting on you. Two-thirds of my name is go. Two-thirds of my other side of my name is do. Come on, somebody. I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. I gave tithe and offering on November 3rd. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I said the rosary on December 3rd, 2nd. Come on, somebody. I'm waiting on the Lord. Come on. When you attend to what he reveals, then you get blessed. If you work with what he's working, the Bible says, Jesus said, we must work the works of God. I think the Jesus style's got to come back to San Diego through you and me. How does that work? We got to work our life. For Bartimaeus, he sat by the roadside. I got to go quick. He sat by the roadside for many, many years. Grew up, lived off a of welfare spirit, had their people's handouts. One day, people coming through. There's a big old posse. You got Cousin Peter coming through. Come on. Doubting Thomas. He needs a Xanax. Come on, somebody. He's walking with Jesus. Pop him a pill. You got Judas. He's ganking stuff. Come on. He's klepto. He's like, I'll heal you. Hook me up with a Louis Vuitton. Come on, somebody. Sounds like some of your, come on, your family members. I love that about Jesus. He took shaky people and gave them sturdy projects. Powerful. Come on, he knew what he was getting himself into. Twelve entrepreneurs, not worship leaders, entrepreneurs. People that were willing to bet on themselves. He wanted some workers. Oh, this is good, huh? One day he hears him, all these people coming through. They're talking, hey, that guy, Jesus, he's coming. Jesus is coming to town. Jesus, Jesus, did you hear what he did over at Nain? He raised that little boy from the dead. Did you hear what he did at Jerry's house? He raised that little girl from the dead. Did you hear what he did over at that guy's Laz's house? He raised him after four days being from the dead. Did you hear what he did over the party? He turned up water into wine. It takes 20 years to create good wine. He did it in a split second. I want to say this for a minute. He sped up the process there. There are processes and businesses here today that God is ready to speed up. There is a miracle. I feel under the Holy Ghost. God's about ready to speed up systems and processes and God ideas for business people inside you. There is a power to create wealth and God is looking for some availability.
It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how well you speak. Plus, everybody cares more about your attitude than your intellect anyway. Let the memory of your kindness outlast the memory of your freaking genius, and your genius will stay around. I'm going to buy my own. We don't have CDs anymore, but I'm going to buy it. Come on, you get any juice out of this for a minute? You still feel me up in here? He hears good about Jesus, and he gets passionate. All of a sudden, there's disruption. Revelation brings disruption. I can tell when someone's got a revelation. They're not like, uh, let me go see if God will do something. Uh, let's try it. Let's dabble with it. I'll flirt with it. There's a passion to them. They don't just come just hoping something's going to happen. They have to have something. They get desperate. Desperate people get miracles. When I'm in India, they throw babies in the air, and you got to catch them. Why? Because they don't got, come on, they don't got that health care plan. They don't got the Trump health care plan. They don't got the no Biden health care plan. Come on, somebody. They don't got Barack Obama's failed health care plan. They don't got nothing like that. They don't got a red cross or a blue cross. They got one cross. It produces a desperation in people. One night I was in Malibu and I'm, you know, started to spit and, you know, do my little thing up here. Got about 800 people in the crowd. Dude stands up in the back and goes, I want what you have. People are like, yo, wait till the end. <laughs> he goes, I can't afford to do that. I'm in pain. I freaking hurt. And he used other words. I love it when people are honest. Yeah. Don't give me hypocritical, fake Christianity. Give me honesty. You hurt like hell, we can hurt like hell, but still use faith. Faith doesn't deny anything. It just lives above your senses. You ain't teasing that's a word. Because the enemies be stealing people's faith by giving you to live by how you feel, and you're never what you feel. You're always what you decide. You can feel angry, happy, horny, all in about two minutes in here. Thank God you got self-control. Come on, somebody. You're not what you feel. You're what you decide. Homeboy comes up. He takes forever. Come on. He's got a back brace from here to here. He walks like this. That's a long time when you're in front of peeps. Takes forever. He comes over and he goes, I got just had surgery. I need help. I'm in a lot of pain. All right. I said, Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, help him out. He falls on his knees. I got nervous because my dad's had back surgery. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, did something, you know, something happen to his back? It's tough to get him up. I just kept my hand on his shoulder. All of a sudden, out loud, you heard, pop, pop, pop. And he goes, ah! Not Christian. He didn't have all the Christian lingo down, like, pray the Lord. Ooh, I feel. It's a new season. I am a friend of God. No, he didn't Shout to the Lord. He goes, ah. I didn't know what to do if I was going to contact Dr. Phil in the moment. Come on, somebody. Are we going to do an exorcism? What are we going to do? All of a sudden, people like going, they start just lifting their hands going, I feel him. I feel him. I feel him. I'm standing. I just started my speech. This is like a total God interruption. One man got a revelation. You said, and the scripture I used was, Jesus' kingdom is within reach. It's at hand. And so he had an understanding of Jesus' kingdoms within. I want to disrupt and I want it right now. Watch how powerful. People said, shut up, just like Bartimaeus. He goes, no, I got to have it right now. 
He sat there, we got him up, everything. He took off his own brace, and the other people helped him hold it, all the way down to his tailbone from the top down. Pop, 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 everything went. He starts screaming, and he grabs me and kisses me on the side of the face. And then all of a sudden, he goes, ah! He goes, I've been deaf since birth. It popped open. How is this? I'm gay. I don't believe in God, but what did he just do? Let me tell you something. One after the other, a whole family of deaf people since birth. Pop, 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 pop. Ears popped open in a minute. Sitting over there to the far left, my Calvary Chapel peeps. That's who they were. They're like, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm like, it totally happens. Did you not read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts? Come on. This is the backstory. You're his story. He disrupted and he changed the whole environment, got completely healed, transformed, baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, where he even spoke in other tongues, transformed his life, transformed his freaking family. He refused to take no for an answer. When Bartimaeus started going, hey, I want to get better. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They go, shut up. Be quiet. Don't talk like that. Come on, because when you go to change, those closest to you be like, don't, 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 who do you think you are? Come on, they're used to you. They're familiar with your problem, not your potential. They like the familiar, not your faith. But you got an unusual faith. God wants to break your faith free because there's only one thing the devil's after in this planet, and that is your faith. If he could strip you of the word of God that you still believe, come on, the word of God. If he can make you see what what you see is stronger than what he said, he's got you beat. Watch how powerful. There's a woman by the name of Mrs. Chi. She goes, she wanted to get a driver's license. She's in China. It's a true story. She went to, she didn't know how to read, but she wanted to get her driver's license so she could go visit her grandkids. She went in and failed at the DMV. Second time, third time, fourth time. They go, you're pretty determined. She goes, I'm going to be here every day till I get it. She goes, I need you to help me because I have no way to get to my grandkids. I got to see them. See, when you have enough reasons, you find a way or make a way. You find a way or you make a way. Read the scriptures and all the breakthroughs in the Bible. People got freaking desperate. When you get to the part like, I ain't going to be, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be hooked no more. I'm tired of being an addict. I'm tired of living like hell. I'm tired of being in depression. I'm tired of being sick and I'm tired of being sick. I'm, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of doing, I'm tired of being average. Something shifts in you. When your hunger exceeds your comfort, the atmosphere of your life changes. For the lion to become the king of the jungle, his hunger's got to outlast his, come on, outweigh his comfort level. We've got too many people with pussycat syndrome. You like to purr, but you forgot your shot and your roar. Why? Because you chase shiny things rather than big things. Ooh, this is good. Mrs. Chi went for a whole year. She failed her driver's license 948 times. On her 949th time, she was determined because she said, I'm not going to leave myself out. She was resolute. She says, I got to find a way. I got to find a way. She got her driver's license. I was so excited to hear that story. I'm really glad that she lives in China and not in San Diego. Come on. Come on, this is going to be a good ending, and then I'm going to start praying for people, and I'll stay. I know we got tons of people in the overflow tonight. People came here with all kinds of needs. Come on. Jesus, it stops him in the track when Bartimaeus says, hey, he goes, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus says, I hear a cry of a soul. Come on. I hear somebody hungry. Watch. He says, tell him. He goes, tell him, be of good cheer. Rise. I'm calling him. Three things. 
be of good cheer. Nothing had changed on the outside, but God says, it's time for you to decide to be in a good mood because things are about to shift. I want to challenge you. Stop waiting for everything to happen. Happiness is not based on happiness. At some point, you got to decide that I'm going to choose to enjoy my life. The goods, the bad, the drive to work, even the parts I don't like. God, because your level of joy is your level of strength. Paul the Apostle said this, everywhere I go, they're going to beat me. They're going to freaking stone me. Seven hours. They're going to put me in prison. But none of the things they throw at me are going to move me. I'm going to finish my course, and I'm going to do it with joy, and there's nothing you can stop me. For the believer that decides to live with joy, there's nothing the enemy can defeat you by. That's why Jesus said, let no man take your joy. Slap the person next to you say, let no man take your joy. Come on, don't give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. He said, rise. Nobody can rise for you. Come on. And he's calling you. I believe God's calling dreamers in here to dream a new dream. Your future's in the size of your dreams. God's activity is limited to the size of your dreams. They're a product, come on, of your desires. They're pictures of your potential. But they're a promise of your future. God's calling people to love first. Come on, love again. Forgive again. Come on. Come on, why? Because bitterness will blind you. Don't lose sight of the loving person you're meant to be. He's calling believers to believe again. Could you imagine a guy, he can't see, and Jesus didn't go, oh, I feel sorry for you, mijo. Come on. I got some minuto over there. Come on, come with me. Jesus didn't make it easy. See, he doesn't confront your pain or what you're going through with pity. He confronts it with a revelation. Man, if you can get this, come on. That's why all you need is one word from God. Once you got one word from God, one word from God can change everything. Because God is only as good as his word. The Bible says he's alert. He's active. He's watching over this. The Bible says his word gives you the power to have the advantage. Man. I told them one day, everything good I got in my life, spoken to millions of people. I've seen people come back from the dead. My friend Ben has been with me, comas. I've been in hospitals, pulled people out of freaking comas in my eyes, blind people, deaf people, over and over. A little child with AIDS at 16 today. When I met him, he was four. He could not walk and could not talk. Full-blown AIDS. Mommy and daddy, everybody died. Today, there's no HIV. I know, but let me tell you something. Watch. Not because anybody's great, but because God is faithful to his word. When you get this, I said to him, I go, man, all my goodness comes from this thing. All my goodness. I wasn't going to flirt with it. Give me this word inside me. Put that word inside me. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.